राइट नमस्ते फ्रेंड्स वेलकम टू दिस पॉडकास्ट टुडे टुडे टॉपिक इज अबाउट द स्पिरिचुअल पाथ एंड इट्स रेलेवेंस इन द डेज ऑफ स्पीड आई हैव टू ऑफ माई फ्रेंड्स फेलो सीकर्स हु and uh, i want to introduce them both of you first alpana who is uh, who lives in singapore alpana and i went to school together at bitspilani and she worked in it for 27 years and is now a full time sadhak a seeker she is married married to another classmate of ours rohit and they have two kids 19 years and 16 years across the globe i have kishore who is a spiritual seeker student and practitioner of yoga and vedanta his spiritual journey started about 4 years ago when he was introduced to mindfulness meditation while he was working at google he has since taken up the systematic study and practice of teachings of bhagavad gita yoga sutras and other spiritual texts he lives in the sunny sunnyvale in the bay area with his wife and two teenage boys he is a vice president of engineering at propel a startup based in santa clara prior to this he worked as a software engineer at google and my name is rajesh and i am the host for your pod- podcast today i am a sales person i manage large accounts for for a services company i live here in the bay area got two children teenage girl and a boy and like alpana and kishore i am also a seeker following vedanta bhagavad gita and some of those relevant texts and between the three of us we've been debating what's the relevance of the spiritual following a spiritual path in in this days of speed so so we you know we we figured that okay hey what if we share our perspectives about what's happening in the world and how vedanta looks at it and how each one of us look at it and then explain to you what's happening and try to make sense of some of the things that are happening in our own lives or in the environment around so with that uh, alpana and kishore thank you very much for taking time to join this uh, podcast i welcome you and um, uh, i look forward to a great talk with both of you namaste rajesh and uh, everyone uh, thank you so much for inviting us thanks rajesh all right so the uh, i'll start from the sun starts in the east and in you know, alpana you know you 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 will have the first question from me and you know all three of us we we been uh, uh pretty much confined to the home like the entire world is quarantined and with the entire world talking of covid what is your perspective as a vedantin's perspective on what's happening about covid what's your perspective about covid um i would say during any situation as vedanta says uh, we should just stay calm follow yam niyam keep discipline of hygiene do some pranayam some exercises have some balanced food um, nothing lasts forever hence this too shall pass it is giving each one of us some more time for introspection and contemplation i think that's the best use of time um uh, at this point in time and everything that happens happens because of our own karmas so i don't think we should blame god for sending this but use the time judiciously interesting interesting uh kishore uh, how about you what's your perspective kishore on the same topic what do you think of corona and the situation that we are in right um yeah uh, obviously it's very uh, unfortunate and this is also impacted uh, some of us 
when i say some of us around the world in a in a in a worse way than others but um i echo uh, alpana's uh, words here which is that i think this is a time for uh, some level of introspection uh, also uh, because i feel this is in one way in a i don't know in a, in a uh, just purely looking at it from uh the the vedantin perspective i think it's probably nature's way of self correcting in in some ways right so we have we have kind of moved and we to to a certain extreme right we have gone through this process uh, of uh, rapid uh, industrialization commercialization we um we, you know we without accounting for um a more scalable way of development so it could be I mean, that's just i know there is no scientific evidence to this but it's just a way in which i'm looking at it saying hey this is uh, our own karmas coming back to us and let's introspect what can be done in future uh, to make sure we leave a better world uh, for our children and grandchildren so um <clears throat> so i'm looking at it from that perspective uh, uh, on the other hand we uh, this is also a time where a lot of people are undergoing stress um and anxiety they and you know it's important to understand that uh, th- this is a time uh, to um kind of uh, you know accept what is happening because there, there isn't much we can do here right so we got to do what we have to do whatever role we are playing if you're a doctor you're obviously on the front lines you're a nurse you're on the front lines uh, if you're not then we as a member of the society we take responsibility for what we do right and we do the right things and and play our part no doubt about that uh, at the same time uh, it's also a good time to to learn yoga or um Uh, breathing exercises if you're not used to it or if you're used to it get more into it because this is uh, that's going to help you with the stress and anxiety levels in general i um and, and that can be higher because of these uncertain times um or yeah so that's how i see it yeah thank you kishore and thank you alpana for that you know uh, i'd been thinking about this myself right and uh, both of you talked about uh, karma and both of you talked about uh, Uh, the struggle and the pain uh, uh, i'm pretty sure you agree that we don't know the reason why this is happening although yes. we can attribute it to karma but in fact probably it's going to be very difficult to attribute a particular reason you know maybe we are plundering the nature you know these are all valid reasons but there's no point in probably uh, thinking about those reasons Correct. but the struggle and the pain is there for sure for everybody for the for the entire the entire world for the humanity and i was just looking at some some uh, historical data points right you know smallpox started in 3 bc and it got eradicated in 1977 and uh, looks like about 500 million people died in the last 100 years yes. before it was eradicated likewise cholera 1817 till 2017 68 million people died these are all pandemics across the world they happened and they happen for some reason which we don't know but definitely when it happens there is struggle and pain and we got to figure out how we have to come out of it and uh, uh, you know to both your points you know i i, I also feel that uh, uh, it's important that we have to do our bit because at the end of the day vedanta says do your duty and your responsibility without expecting those results but we have to do our duty wholeheartedly and do it you know things like social distancing washing hands these are all the things that we have to do for sure but i'm also reminded of one other thing that that is that the that the vedantins like to think as very important which is following the dharma and one of the dharma principles is non violence getting corona infection for oneself is bad infecting others is inflicting violence so we got to be as as much as possible we got to be careful follow the rules what people have set up and then do the things that we can do 
so that we can get over this crisis yeah uh, can i add just one more thing uh, in the same spirit as uh, what you said with dharma the other part that comes to mind is with respect to ser- um, to service right there are people who are hurting more badly um in terms of having lost a job or not getting meals at school and what not because they are dependent on a daily wage and so on so it definitely helps to um uh, be compassionate and to think about them as well uh, and to see what you can do uh, do your part as part of uh, uh, you know helping uh, keep some level of normalcy for them as well yeah i think you know a lot of people think vedantins are pretty dry people but looks like that's not the case what do you say alpana absolutely no 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 it is very very interesting and um i mean i am a full time sadhak now i don't know where the time goes it is interesting it gives you very good perspective to deal with day to day life situations stay calm and um, even explain a lot of things when people are in in doubt yeah um another way uh, you know this is obviously difficult times right another vedantic perspective on this is um when things like this come up i tend to view them especially after i got into more and more into vedanta i'm tending to see each of these kind of situations as as a test right can i okay it's a new set of challenges new set of things that have a situation that has arisen am i able to be centered calm and um uh able to deal with this situation without being swayed in one way or the other right so this is yet another test for us as a as a as a seeker as a practitioner and are we able to follow what we are learning in uh in practice when these situations actually occur that's interesting perspective what you say you know i'm reminded of this uh, prayer by this gentleman called as reinhold neibor uh, it's called the serenity prayer i i think you may have uh, uh come across this it goes something like this god grant me the serenity serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things that i can and the wisdom to know the difference and i think you know to sum up on this topic i feel that there are lots of things that we can change in terms of our hygiene in terms of the way that we can help others in terms of following our dharma and the non violence we got to do all those things and we don't know what's happening it, what we, what we don't know we don't know so there's no point in worrying about it let's be calm with it go on and most importantly you know once we know this that there is there is no reason we don't know the reason why this has happened to us we just have to do what we have to do that's right yes i agree with that that's lovely that's lovely that's nice that's good good so you know very very good to uh, hear uh, i hope the audience will also enjoy that the vedantins vedantins are not dry people they also have a heart and they want to help others <laughs> so i i want to just move on from here and maybe kishore you can take the lead now in answering this question uh, you know it's it's important to uh, for for the audience to understand how did you get on to your spiritual path can you share your story yeah uh, sure adesh um, so for me coming from a family that um, uh, i would say was kind of religious but not really right um i was uh, you know the the most had uh, uh, read or heard about bhagavad gita was from from the mahabharata tv serial that we all ended up watching growing up as uh, growing up in india at the time that was the the level of my knowledge uh, coming in but 4 years ago i was uh, introduced to mindfulness meditation while i was at google and uh, it was a 3 day kind of course where um they just walked us through different levels and also to meditate and that was also the first time that i was meditating uh just 4 years ago and there was some kind of connection that happened at that time i i stayed with it even after the uh, course and then, and on a pretty much on a daily basis i would struggle through it right i couldn't sit at that time for more than 5 minutes without uh, f- uh, you know feeling uh, 
like like I have to move or I, I want to stop it and get up and go and whatnot. I struggle through those uh, initial days by thinking that I will, um, you know, there must be something beyond that, right? So that was the initial belief that hey, this is going to be useful, but let me give this a shot, right? So it started there, and I, uh, f- for me, the. Um, the other reason in fact for going down this path was also uh, that the traditional religious way of looking at different things did not work for me it it did not answer the type of questions i had and um, uh, it didn't provide the answers at all so at some point i felt um, for for a for some time i felt uh, well that's not working for it for, for me uh, why would i continue doing the same thing again and again and uh, bend down this path thinking with an open mind now um eventually i got introduced by a friend uh, to a formal systematic way of learning the bhagavad gita so i said let me give that a shot again with a very open mind not knowing what it uh, what i was getting into not uh, really understanding much either but then i said let's let's give it a shot right so this is where i was introduced to swami uh, paramatananda's uh, uh, classes on uh, uh, bhagavad gita which is i would say around 260 or 265 classes of one hour each um so it roughly took me this and other uh, spiritual texts in between it took me around a year and a half to a little over that uh to kind of go through the whole thing spending on an average around a day uh, an hour a day uh, listening to these talks one way or the other so it slowly dawned on me that i don't know anything about any of these things and and that attitude stays with me today that i, I, I the the open mindedness and the fact that i don't know much the more i know the more i know that i don't know in fact so uh that's that's how it, it you know it um uh, it started for me and i've carried on from there interesting so you did you did answer the question about how did you get onto the spiritual path but your your answer prompted me to ask you a couple sure. of more questions what were, what were the what were the burning questions that was going on in your mind that prompted you to take this path why 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 not status quo why why choose this path yeah um so a lot of a lot of questions and not necessarily on a personal level right i mean for me you know there were even general questions like you know why would one child uh, be born handicapped whereas somebody else is born uh, to a very rich family in the us what is the difference what makes it so why is why, why are we still kind of um uh to uh, you know for the lack of a better term kind of dissatisfied at all times or for the most part i don't mean to be negative or uh, uh, pessimistic here but it, in in general we don't seem to be happy with um the present right we want to make some changes and there is always this tendency that i if i have that then it's going to be better or if i get rid of this then i will be uh, better off or more happier and so on. so why so those were some of those burning questions saying what are these things and why does certain things happen you know um um if you were to kind of uh connect the dots and see okay this happened so why does why did it happen why did it happen in the in this particular way and uh, you know things like that there are a lot of things i realized that it yeah. was beyond my control uh uh but in the sense yeah. of it seemed like that at that time right and and uh, uh, kishore thank you for for that answer i have another question but i'll come back to that a little later you know uh, uh, something what you said actually touched a very raw chord raw chord in me and that's that's one of the reasons why i went on uh, uh, the spiritual path but i will share that story a little later after alpana tells us about yeah. her uh, uh, story on how she got on the sure. spiritual path so my story is more academic so uh, when we were in school in grade 1 we were exposed to gita and ramayan and we used to even have a test and we would uh, memorize some shlokas and then just blurt them out um even at that time i was intrigued by 
the concept of sthita pragya and always wondered how can people not have a reaction so i started imitating it um and i found even imitation helps um because it was imitation so it's not that i was not angry or i was not joyful or sad in situation but i needed to come out of it quickly to even imitate that on the face there is nothing so nothing is impacting me so um so so that was that was the beginning of my spiritual path as i look back even though at that time there was more academic and more okay this is how one should be and hence i wanted to be um then i heard that you know uh, only one in a million gets self realized or enlightened so it was again you know more of a challenge that i took upon why can't it be me um and then you know everybody said oh you need very sharp intellect and it is something that can't be described by words so as a kid i would wonder what is it that you can't write in words what you can't describe so you know it was more of okay i want moksha that's it you know that's that's the goal of my life um without even understanding what it means what it says anything but it was more you know more of a academic exercise that i was going through and had a very haphazard or directionless journey you know something whatever i heard maybe a word kundalini somewhere maybe meditation somewhere you know in the early 90s and i would just try to do it myself um you know access of access to information was limited you know unless you can go and buy books etc and you need to have time so so it was going quite haphazardly did sit through you know long period of meditation just myself because i had read it somewhere that the knowledge will dawn so just waiting for it <laughs> so <laughs> um, um and in fact even during those period i started conducting meditation sessions at work and maybe you know 10 people would join and we would have just 10 minute meditation session uh, even without so it wasn't based upon any particular um parampara or anything but just sit and you know sometimes i would just speak few things so that you know we we concentrate on the mind and then i met my guru or maybe i should say my guru found a lost child you know um trying to trying to seek some information and the biggest thing that the guru did was i was convinced that it was possible because still now it was more theoretical and i wasn't sure whether even though i believed that whatever is written there are rishis who can do it but it was something from you know the ancient india time uh meeting my guru i realized it's possible in this day and time and then he initiated me and i surrendered to the power of that initiation and it's interesting that how that power has worked through me to either study to start doing pranayam that i had you know some beautiful experiences um one thing which changed from the beginning till now is that uh, earlier i just wanted moksha and now i know it will come whenever the right time is but there is a lot of preparation required um even before you know we really step on to the that that last journey so it will take as long as it takes uh, i'm ready for it wow that's nice so you have been you've been preparing all along right from the first time you heard the shlokas all the way and then the guru found you the moment you were ready and then your conviction grew to take the path on that's interesting thank you for story sharing your story so you, you know i i i, I want to uh, share my story with you, with you guys as well uh, uh kishor what you talked about uh, the one child being born uh, uh, uh with with the uh, with the disability and the other child with no able no uh, apparent disability and that's the kind of question that that uh, uh, that touched a raw chord in me as well uh, 
and my spiritual journey started somewhere in that in that uh, the in when i was trying to solve a problem in my own life so before we had my first kid um, we had a abortion and you know at that time i was wondering what happened you know what did i do wrong and why did i lose this baby and i just couldn't make any sense out of it and then fast forward 2 years later or maybe 2 and a half years later my wife delivered uh, the first uh, my daughter and then i was wondering wow such a beautiful girl what did i do right that i deserved her now so i both the situations when we lost a child when we were blessed with a beautiful baby two is two different events totally polar opposite events and i didn't know why they were happening to me and i was wondering okay okay yeah i don't understand this i just don't understand this i need to figure this thing out right and then fast forward a few years uh, like alpana was describing i was trying multiple things i did vipassana at that point of time that prompted me to get into vipassana meditation and i was meditating on a daily basis and i used to find some solace in that fast forward i guess it was uh, if i if i remember right it was either 2001 or 2000 late 2001 or mid 2000 i don't recall one of our uh, classmates uh, from bitspilani uh, she passed away uh, for cancer and i knew her very well and i was devastated she was such a you know wonderful soul very very smiling very happy always and something happened she's no more with us i was wondering why why does this happen so this question of why bothered me and that goaded me to start understanding what's been happening and then i went on went on the path and like alpana what like what you were describing and uh, kishore like what you were you were describing i was trying to put together the jigsaw puzzles of all these pieces and trying to you know make it a a a a, a complete puzzle but always some piece or the other was was uh, out of place so i was i was saying okay no i am not doing something right something was wrong something was wrong and i kept on thinking to myself as to what is the right path how do I, how does this puzzle fit in together and couple of years uh, late couple of years back about 5 5 years back i i got the answer to the puzzle in the form of bhagavad gita my parents 20 years back have been listening to the same guruji who is my guru today they have been telling me hey listen to this this is life changer and i have been telling them you know i don't want to listen to any swami ji i don't want to listen to any guru it doesn't make sense i got a scientific brain i got to figure this out think think out myself when 20 25 years later when i figured that my scientific brain was not good enough for me to understand what these things were i went back to the same thing which i should have done maybe 20 years back so you know that's my story today and uh, and uh, now the goal what like 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 alpana you articulated you know uh, moksha that's a very lofty goal yes but i know thanks to the guru and to the teachings i know that it is possible for anyone and if it can be possible for anyone it is possible for me too that gave me the confidence to go for the goal and importantly the moment i said okay that is my goal what's been happening was the entire day to day life the decisions that i take the path what i need to follow became very clear to me so that's my story Interesting. thanks for sharing rajesh so that's uh, uh that brings that brings me to talk about the next question that i uh, that i've been meaning to ask you both which is you know um, some of the people misunderstand that uh, the vedanta knowledge can't be applied in our day to day lives and alpana you been you been uh, uh, a senior uh, manager uh, managing teams in in a corporate world for 27 plus years before you uh, became a full time sadhak you know can you share some practical ways that you applied this vedanta knowledge in your work role yeah i try doing that um the first one may sound like a cliche <laughs> that uh, which which comes with gita that don't worry about the outcome it takes a while to actually understand what it means 
and to practice it. So I wouldn't say that I started doing it right from the beginning. There were anxiety, but I did notice the difference when I really stopped worrying about the outcome. Um, especially in you know being from IT, you know when there was um, pro- production outage, etc. Um, not worrying about how long will it take to solve the problem, what will happen if we don't take the problem. It did bring the focus, and you know the mind was not clouded by those thoughts. And I think I was able to solve the problems faster. And uh, suddenly, you you feel that intuition begins to work as well. Um, again, I don't think I I can prove it uh, um, scientifically, but I did notice that I was able to find the problem much faster and you know um, achieve the outcome, even though the the aim was not clouded by the outcome. Um, so that was probably one thing, and then the other thing um, which helped me definitely was uh, keeping the person out of the equation. Um, so it was more based upon the situation, what the problem is, bringing everybody back to that, rather than um, looking at who's doing it, who who did what, etc. So those are the two things which I can, um, which which I saw during my career made a huge difference in the way I was operating um, in the corporate life. Interesting. And Kishore, can you share your perspective on the same question? What are the practical ways that you applied the Vedanta knowledge? Yeah, um, sure. Uh, so, it, it no, I, I uh, thank uh, Alpana for sharing that and uh, some of those things are in very similar uh, uh, ways. But let me, um, I will emphasize that for a period of uh, last couple of years, as I progressed and evolved and uh, started doing this on a, started studying and practicing uh, on a regular basis, I started seeing a different quality, right, of, um, uh, of mind for that matter. So there's a lot more clarity of thought. So the clarity, um, I I don't know how else to explain it, but basically it seems like you're able to think about your, the solution is presented to you more often. There seems to be, um, well, if, if you, if you go, if you use, uh, if I'm allowed to use the Vedantic, um, uh, terminologies a little bit, it seems like some of those things are coming out of intellect more, right? So, there is clarity of thought, and uh, this helps in uh, decision making. Right? Often you're put in a position where you have to make uh, a tough decision, and being able to uh, have that distance between yourself and the de- and the decision that needs to be made, and uh, to have the clarity without again involving who said this, who said what, and things like that, helps a lot uh, in this process. And in the end. Um, uh, uh, knowing that you know there is this duty that you're uh, uh, supposed to be doing, and can I can I do it well, right? So uh, it helps with that. So there is focus and clarity. There is one. And in terms of, uh, uh, I go back to the principles of karma yoga, which is one of those really fascinating um, teachings from the Bhagavad Gita, right? So. I remember Swamiji telling this that, you know, in terms of uh, the type of work, the attitude towards work, right? And also, um, yeah, the one of the attitudes, one of the right parts of uh, the right attitude is to see, hey, if the, the work, how many people are benefiting from the work that you're doing? If it is more than one, right? If it is more than just yourself, then you're probably doing the right thing, right? So, and try to maximize, in fact, the number of people who benefit from the work that you do. So I'm becoming more and more conscious about what work uh, I'm picking, choosing to do, because that's where our free will comes to play, whether I decide to do X or Y, and uh, based on uh, some of these principles, right? So I, I fall back to this principle, is I choose X because it, it offers 
uh, more benefit to more people so that is one thing so as i took on this role uh, of a people manager uh, uh, at my current uh, startup this played a, a big big part of it initially i wasn't very sure whether i should get into people management or not because for the um, most part of the 20 years i um, i love creating things and i that's what i ended up doing but then taking on a different role was a challenge and initially it was tough and then i realized i can fall back to this principle once again the principle of karma yoga it's like there are x uh, like 10 or 12 members of my team who who can benefit from the work that i will be putting on right the from the work that i uh, do so i set aside my individual kind of uh, uh selfish motives if you will and and said hey if i were to move put that aside and then think about the 10 people who are working for me how can i improve them i their career how can they improve can we all work together in such a way that uh, i can contribute to towards their success as well and in their success i can find my success right so that really That's helped nice. uh, in and uh, in moving to a role where i have to deal with well i am working with people right so definitely helped there that's really nice and thank you both of you for sharing your perspective and i think even even for me too the biggest learning has been uh uh to the karma yoga teachings applied in real life i was a sales guy and in the initial part of my sales career i used to be excited when we won a deal i used to be down in the dumps when i lost a deal and over a period of time you know i started treating them as just events and uh, uh not that i was uh, not not going to be happy or not going to be uh, uh, unhappy uh, that's not the point the point is you know my attitude towards whatever be the outcome was neutral and so i was never too elated not too depressed uh, in any uh, success or failure or the apparent failure in a sales deal and so that that uh, attitude that that brought me in in terms of it, it i felt more liberating to put in your best effort at the work what we are planning to do so karma yoga definitely is a is a great uh, savior for me i was saying in terms of applying it to real life and thank god by applying that you know i was free of uh, the worry of what what is going to be the outcome so i was giving my best effort at 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 closing deals and that was working pretty well and the other thing that uh, that kind of you know worked very well for me is something that what kishore what you said uh, uh, you know you said in your uh, in your uh, answer which is whenever there were conflicts at work uh, i ended up asking myself how many people benefit by taking a decision to resolve this particular conflict if the decision benefits more number of people take that decision that's started ruling how i ended up taking my decisions to the extent that uh, you know initially it was restricted to let's say my team and my company but then i started thinking beyond that is this decision the right decision for the both the companies my customer my customer company myself and now i'm trying to think through what's the kind of decision that is right that you can uh, look at customers yourself and also the community at large one of the other by products of this particular thinking is i stopped buying any stocks in companies that sell tobacco or liquor because i don't think that benefits the society so i don't want to contribute to yes uh, makes a lot of sense i think uh, it's 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 pretty fascinating so you know vedanta is not all dry and not a lot of uh, uh, theory that you can't apply i'm pretty sure both of you both of you will uh, not disagree if i tell you that it's uh, it is it's and very i i'm uh, uh, continuously uh, talking to people who, who are willing to listen that hey this is a topic for younger people actually even more relevant to people uh, uh, in the, in their in their youth and you know it because it provides a framework we deal with different situations as we go along uh, in life even on a daily basis but we if we were to deal with individual situations and as we encounter them 
without having some kind of a framework to fa- fall back on and base it on then we'll be you know in 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 a lot of conflict in a lot of um, we'll be in a bad bad place this provides that uh, safety net so yes so kishor that. so kishor i'll have to interrupt you there if it is not all theory and yes. if it is practice as well uh, other than what we do in our daily life what does your spiritual no, sadhana looks like so yeah uh, so my practice is evolving so it it comprises of uh, primarily three things right so one is obviously at the level of um, at the level of body and mind right so at the level of body i must say it has um, uh given arise uh, the sadhana uh, is about making sure that i'm eating the right thing not eating too much not eating less sleeping well not sleeping too much not sleeping less right so having equanimity at the level of body right samatvam in at the level of body so that is a practice that i've been following I've, i also got very fascinated at the theory of the gunas uh, as explained as laid down in both bhagavad gita as well as in the yoga sutras where it talks about our um, how we how our gunas themselves change based on different things including what we eat and what we do and and what we say and so on so uh, i i keep that very close I, i try to do that at the level of body right the level of mind i uh, so my uh, sadhana i wake up early in the morning and um, i spent some few minutes with um, of deep breathing that eventually leads into meditation and i i meditate for roughly between i would say 30 to 40 minutes in the mornings and and add that add another 10 minutes of 10 to 15 minutes of breathing 10 minutes of breathing exercises so it, roughly it's around 45 minutes it it really depends but um, uh, i try to maintain that uh, i also even if it's not possible that amount of time is not possible even if it is just 10 minutes it, it's a regularity uh, that i've tried to maintain even if it means i have only 10 minutes to do it i still try to do it um again uh, back to the uh, uh, level of the body i uh, do uh, yogasanas uh, a couple of times a week or two to three times a week and go for walks and such um i've pretty much quit alcohol at this point i um and uh, you know uh, <laughs> understanding again from the gunas perspective and what it's doing to me uh, and what it's doing to my meditation i see that i see that effect and once i saw that effect that urge went away of uh, uh, of drinking that glass of wine that went away so um, so that is that so along um, aside from that so have you become have you become a uh, a driver for your <laughs> friends be, when you yes. go out on parties <laughs> definitely i can be and i'll be happy to so uh, <laughs> so uh, i also combine that with uh, uh, it's important to also constantly be listening to these topics because these are very uh, it it takes time to uh, understand it very well uh, i go back to different chapters of the bhagavad gita i go back to different topics from like karma yoga is a is a very important chapter uh, uh a topic now each time i listen to it i get a different perspective uh, something more so when i go for my walks uh, i try to walk around 30 to 40 minutes a day and when i go for my walks i pick a topic that i'm listening to from uh, the gurus right so the fact that we are able to do this today is fascinating to me because many years ago few 10 20 years ago it wouldn't have been possible awesome. 20 years ago awesome awesome thank you very much kishor for that uh, sharing some insights into your spiritual sadhana mm. alpana how does your sadhana me, look like let me let me try to speak about that um i think it has become 24 by 7 at the moment um which i'm thoroughly enjoying So I I I get up and I still can't leave my morning tea which which I'm not sure whether I've really tried it hard as well but that's that is what I what I do in the morning and I make sure that I read 
something with the tea. So um, I'll, I'll read a few paragraphs and then I do my pranayam. Interestingly, my pranayam timing has been increasing. So it takes about an hour and a half because while doing pranayam, I remember some something, then I go back to reading that. Um, I fall into meditation in the middle. So it goes on for for an hour and a half. Then I just come out of it. That I think I should continue with my day. Uh, do a little bit of prayers uh, with Vidhi. And then I go back to, to reading. I read till lunchtime. After lunch, I read again. And then I go for a walk, which is more, I try to go alone. Um, and that's the time when I contemplate either what I've read or if somebody has asked a question, I think about that. And then dinner, and then I go back to my reading. And uh, while sleeping also, I just fall off to sleep while thinking about it. Interestingly, sometimes in my dreaming state, I can't feel I'm awake because I remember the conversations as if I am doing them in a waking state and then the next day starts so um, that is great very interesting yeah interesting that's interesting that's interesting well you know i guess that uh, uh, each one each one of us are different but at the same time the the path that we that that we following may be slight variants but we are all on the same path that's the most interesting thing because when i look at uh, how my uh, spiritual sadhana spiritual practice is it has changed over a period of time and these days it's become very uh, different than what it used to be about uh, 15 years back today i wake up at 4 a.m i made an attempt the last three years to really really try my best to wake up at 4 a.m and almost on all days i wake up at 4 a.m and i meditate for about uh, 45 minutes or so 45 minutes to an hour um, uh, and uh, in, in when i say meditation you know it's a very simple thing i do japa where i uh, chant om namah shivaya with the clear understanding as to what my goal for the meditation is and then at the end of uh, the meditation i get out and uh, continue with my day-to-day uh, -day work and uh, 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 sometime sometime during the day in the evenings or early mornings again sometimes i do uh, uh, gita study i listen to scriptures like what uh, kishore you talked about and uh, alpana you talked about i listen to scriptures and uh, recordings of that and uh, the other thing that I also do is uh, I try to learn uh, a new uh, shloka or a mantra. A uh, couple of years back, I started with Purusha Sukta. I can chant it by heart. Not only I can chant it by heart, I know the meanings. Although I don't know Sanskrit, I can't speak Sanskrit. I can't uh, understand Sanskrit, but the words and someone explaining it to me, I try to understand it. That helps in, in the in the contemplation process, in the Nididhyasana process. And uh, I went to Purusha Sukta, Sri Sukta, Narayana Sukta, a couple of those Suktas. And now I'm learning Aditya Hrudayam. And as we learn Aditya Hrudayam, I'm also learning uh, Vishnu Sahasranamam, where it is so amazing that they, you know there is no uh, disalignment or misalignment between what Vedanta teaches and what the religious scriptures say. You know, if you consider Vishnu Sahasranayama as a religious scripture, it's, it's just the same. And that's the kind of understanding that I'm getting there. And one other thing that came to my mind, came to my mind as part of my sadhana is, I want, I, I, I try to figure out how I can be helpful to someone in some fashion or the other. So uh, three years back, you know, so for some strange reason, it struck me that, you know, I'm, I'm taking more from this universe than what I'm giving back. So I said, okay, I need to, get into that mode of giving back rather than to taking more. So I started uh, this uh, uh, meditation classes, which seems to be going well. People seem to be liking it. They seem to be doing it. And I do some small, small things like that. That's uh, I do it proactively because that's the get for me because it's important for my spiritual growth to serve others. That's the reason I do that. So that's in short. So Alpana, you know, it, 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 you know I was thinking about this question when you were talking about your reading part right uh, if, if someone were to learn 
understand what vedanta is all about you know i just want a very short answer from you because you're running out of time no not does really. do they need to know sanskrit enough translations available in all languages awesome Languages that's great that's great that's great that's great so and and uh, this is one last question for both of you guys uh, and then we can probably you know close this uh, podcast today kishore in when you talked about uh, your uh, uh, spiritual path how did you get on to it you talked about uh, 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 one thing saying that you know the religious way did not work for you at that point of time so over the course of your time has that opinion changed do you see a do you see a dissonance between what religion as in the organized religion hinduism says and vedanta or do you see that uh, they are similar but perhaps you know yeah you know not exactly the same i'm pretty sure it uh, religion you know even if you just take hinduism um it evolved or it started here right because uh, the vedas predate organized religion by uh, hundreds of years if not if not a couple of thousands of years right so but at, uh, at the same time what religion has become today uh, is not working for me because a lot of in a lot of ways it's it's causing uh, things to be split Understood. right uh, uh, to see the differences rather than unifying people with the underlying uh, um, humanity as the common thread rather than splitting it based on different uh, criteria I think I agree awesome. with Kishore. Alpana, what do you think? At some point in time, we needed certain things. So religion does evolve with the time. In different era, we need different things, and uh, it evolves itself. So yes, maybe there are certain things which are not relevant now, but yet enforced. Um, but we will soon see them going away as well. So uh, religion just takes the shape of current form, but. maybe with a little bit of time lag which probably you know <laughs> if, if before the time it would be <laughs> easier <but> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that is great you know i think you know i think i you know i really want to thank both of you for 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 joining this podcast and uh, you know the one thing that comes to my mind is uh, you don't need to know sanskrit you don't need to be religious but you can be a vedantin and you can apply that vedantic knowledge Absolutely. practically Absolutely. in yeah, every day no, of I life that. so with that uh, i really want to thank both of you for making this time today and uh, talking to uh, talking to me and uh, hopefully you enjoyed uh, uh, talking as much as what i enjoyed uh, yeah no absolutely thank you so much rajesh it was fun and uh, happy to share uh, what a little we know so you know yeah very happy to do it yeah no thank you thank you rajesh for this this was a, it was a good good session you too thank you alpana and thank you Bye. kishore you have a great day ahead thank you